TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. 1009 WTIC News Talk 1080, Will Marotti Show, Matt Sorais, our Master Ceremonies. We talked about this last week. Others have talked about it. This uh, crazy, crazy story. I mean, again, I, I just don't know. Public education in this country is failing our kids. Failing our kids. And uh, here's a case where this happened in Enfield. I believe it was John Kennedy Middle School, eighth graders teaching, uh, offering a class in uh, basically, you know, pizza and sex and trying to teach that, you know, like like pizza, people like different things uh, in sex and they should be able to negotiate and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and my point, I just, I, I don't see why it's being taught as a class, number one, number two. I, I think parents should should handle that realm, not not school. But that's, that's beside the point. Uh, joining us now, former managing editor of the journal Inquirer, the always entertaining chris powell chris welcome to the show uh, great to be with you again well hey uh i know probably our perspective on this is a little different but uh, at the end of the day i think we both think it's a bad idea so um <laughs> sex and pizza how, do, how does this get into a classroom first of all and what is the value compared to how the schools are performing overall well, that's, uh, you know, those are questions that really have not been answered by the school administration and, and Enfield. Well, the, the uh, administration apologized for the uh, particular lesson plan when it was uh, discovered by a parent's group and then published and publicized uh, internationally. Uh, the administration said it was, uh, it was a mistake, the, uh, uh, a mistake of absent-mindedness, really, that uh, the lesson plan had been received and was supposed to have been removed and replaced with another lesson plan involving pizza choices, but uh, somebody on the staff forgot to make the replacement that was planned. But uh, uh, this, uh, I don't think, really answers the big question that you're kind of uh, uh, hinting at there is, you know, how does this crap get into a school system? I mean, here's a lesson plan that uh, has uh, a teacher telling 14-year-olds to 
uh, liken pizza toppings to particular sex acts mm. and then to uh, negotiate pizza toppings with others in their uh, in their in, the, in their class uh, to uh, liken the negotiation to the, uh, the selection of uh, sexual acts with uh, one's yeah. partner. Now these are these are fourteen year old kids, right. Uh, right. and uh, if you if you want to teach them that you know sex has to be consensual or it's or it's rape, and you've got to be considerate of your partner. Uh, that's that's okay. that's one thing. But here you're. You're asking 14-year-olds uh, to identify their sexual preferences yeah. uh, in a public setting. And yeah. to me, that, that's an outrage. It's an invasion of privacy on top of the stupidity of it all. Uh, I, I, I wish some kid had had stood up and talked back to it, saying, yeah. this yeah. is none of well, your they're, damn they're business, lady. Uh, but, uh, look, the, to, to me, the remaining questions are, are, are bigger. The the superintendent admitted this was a mistake, that a lesson plan was supposed to be withdrawn and another one used. Yeah, yeah, the other yeah. one was almost as idiotic. I mean, yeah. uh, do, do kids, when they get to be 14, they really don't know that when you're ordering pizza for a group, you have to consult on the uh, on the choices. But, look, the, 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 the assignments are uniformly stupid. But the question that I have that the administration has not answered here is, how is this stuff getting into the schools? Who's who, Where is it coming from? from some outside group? Is it coming from a, a state education department uh, curriculum? Uh, who yeah. in the Enfield school system wants this stuff and is receiving it and, and putting it into the, uh, the, the lesson plan uh, inventory? Uh, you know, Where is it coming from? Who is responsible for it? Uh, uh, and these questions, despite the controversy at the last school board meeting where they're going to appoint a committee to investigate uh, <laughs> how to prevent this from happening again. I mean, the school superintendent knows damn well where all this stuff is coming from, and he's not telling. No, and the, the line here in your article, Chris, the Enfield incident first publicized by a national parents group was picked up by news outlets far and wide and put the town on the world map for stupidity. You know, I guess, why wasn't the teacher fired? First of all, was this was this class offered? Was this pre-approved by the administration, number one? Number two, if it wasn't, does the, has the teacher been fired? Has the teacher been terminated? And I'm sure that's not going to happen. And and number three, how does this line up with schools that are failing in math and reading? We have wide scale social promotion. How how is this helping the intelligence, the learning, the education process of our children? Well, it's 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 certainly not. And you know that they've got time for uh, a, a class on pizza choices when you know they they. They, they don't have time to get a majority of the kids mastering uh, math and English in high school. That's, that's a fair question. But the, the superintendent said that the, the lesson plan came in, and it was meant to be rejected and replaced. And the person who uh, was supposed to replace it with the uh, pizza class without the sexual illusions simply forgot to take it off you know, whatever place in the school system it was supposed to be removed from, it was a, it was an oversight, a mistake of absent-mindedness. Okay, you know, I can, I can understand that, and I think to me, yeah, that's <laughs> that may be less of a problem than than yeah. than, than the yeah. problem of who's bringing this stuff into right. the school. Right. In the I mean, place. that's the that's the question that has that's the million-dollar question, Chris. Who's responsible for inserting this? Where did this thing come from? 
And and I don't know that we'll ever get the answer for that. But can you imagine? I mean, I, I don't even know how. Maybe you know more. I don't know how this was uncovered. A student told a parent. Parent went to the group. I'm not sure. But honestly, can you imagine if this had never been talked about? And I guarantee, and I tell parents this all the time, you've got to be more involved in your school because there, this and worse is happening in classrooms every single day. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the problem is, well, then, you know, maybe 40% of the kids in Connecticut and the country, uh, closer to 90% in the cities, they don't have parents. So they have only one very much overburdened parent uh, yeah, yeah. and no father in the home. And uh, in, in the, the, the less the kids have parents, uh, the more presumptuous the uh, the schools get. Um, but, you know, there's, there's other things that are happening in, in our, our school systems. Uh, you know, the teachers and the administrators are, are responding to a, a re, various Republican proposals around the country to require schools to post all their curriculum materials, and I think that's an excellent idea. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yes, it's, you I know, agree. transparency for you. The teachers and, and administrators are, are saying, oh, look, we, we're not hiding anything from anybody. If, if, any, if anybody asks to see our curriculum materials, we, we produce them. Uh, but, you know, number one, most parents aren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. And uh, secondly, why would any parent in Enfield or anywhere else right. think that I better ask this week whether there's going to be, you know, any lesson plan asking kids to specify their their sexual preferences in, in an allusion to pizza toppings? Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, that's that's insane. Uh, you know, all this stuff ought, ought to be posted, and uh, we will find that you know there are going to be there'll be lots more complaints and a lot more more questions and more work for school administrators. But you know that's democracy for you. Uh, you know, it's it's much easier to run a totalitarian government right. uh, where you don't have to uh, tell people what you're doing. You don't have to show people the materials you're you're using. But uh, yes. I, I think the uh, those Republican ideas post everything on the internet so parents can see uh, uh, that that should be uh, that should be done. And you know we're not very transparent here in Connecticut. It, it, our, our freedom of information law in Connecticut requires the personnel performance evaluations of all state and municipal employees to be public records, except except for teachers. Teachers have carved out an exemption because of their union's uh, influence with the legislature, so that teacher evaluations alone of all government employee evaluations in Connecticut uh, cannot be reviewed by the public. Why is that? Well, it's because the teachers and the administrators don't want the trouble. Well, you know, you talk about the the, 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 uh, objection to publishing curriculum, and one of the things I think that gave us a peek behind the curtain uh, one of the good things about COVID was when we went to this foolish remote learning model where most, a lot of kids, inner city kids never even signed on. I think it was 40%. I forgot what the city was in Connecticut. 40% never even signed on, never even participated. So for all that time, you had 40% of, of this one area of kids not getting educated at all. Another another discussion. Yeah, I think but, that was Waterbury, but it, the, the, the problem was in, in, I think, all the cities. I think so, too. But the, what, what did happen that was good was it, 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 we found out reports that teachers were saying they didn't want your, your parents watching over your shoulder. You didn't want your parents seeing uh, being involved in a class, right? And, 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 it, and it reveals the fact that there, for whatever reason and whatever percentage, there's a certain number of educators that don't want parents involved in the process. But posting the curriculum online is great, and I'll give you this example. I, never, I would never go into McDonald's 
prior to this and go, hey, how many calories are there in a Big Mac and a French fry and a, a, you know, a number two, right? But now it's on the menu. So now I look at it, I drive up, and I go, oh, you know what? That's a lot of calories. Maybe I'll get something else instead, right? Typically not. I'm going to get the Big Mac anyway. But I'm just saying it's it's so foolish to think that people are going to take time out of their schedule, remember to call their school and ask for what kinds of curriculum, what's being taught. No, it should be posted publicly. It should be open uh, open for everyone to see, and there should be no secrecy about it. And parents should be able to, on their on their own time at night after work, log on and go check it out. Yeah, and I'm I'm hoping will that we have even one Republican or even Democratic legislator in Connecticut who will propose such uh, a bill in the uh, legislative session this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's you know it's transparency and, and, and accountability. If if the schools are ready to uh, defend what they're doing, then let them defend it. What, what are they afraid of? <laughs> Well, they're they're afraid of having to defend what they're doing. I know they are. Hey, let's shift gears for a second. I've got a few minutes left here. Uh, so, they're, they're big scam. I haven't really touched on this a lot. It's it, it every time it seems like a new story comes out, it's worse. But the big scandal, the budget scandal, the the job guiding, the rigging scandal, coming out of the office of policy and management, and. Uh, uh, the uh, the firing of the deputy secretary. You've got you've got a, a piece here from a few days ago. State budget scandal, uh, office scandal isn't racism but corruption. Um, wh- why why are people still? I, I would think it should have been more than just a one person that got fired, but I, I don't know what, what what's happening with all that. Well, the the uh, it's a, it's a in in the office of policy and management, the budget the budget office. There's really Two scandals. Uh, one was that the uh, chief state's attorney and the deputy secretary of OPM seemed to have uh, uh, conspired as a part of a quid pro quo that uh, the chief state's attorney would would hire the deputy secretary's daughter in his office uh, if the deputy secretary would help the uh, chief state's attorney get raises for himself and his, his staff. Now the raises didn't come through, but the uh, OPM deputy's uh, daughter did get hired, and now I guess she's on suspension, and yeah, yeah. she's getting paid for not working. So it's an even better racket than than they had originally. And secondly, there's a there's a contract uh, steering scandal going on. The same mm-hmm. OPM official seems to have been steering contracts to uh, a number of favored companies, including one that employed <laughs> his daughter in a you know in a different a different uh, capacity. But uh, trying to deflect that the other day, the secretary of uh, the Office of Politi- Policy and Management, Melissa McCaw, uh, made an insinuation of racism against the uh, governor's top top aide. She she said, as a black woman and the first woman of color to hold the position of OPM secretary, it is not easy to work professionally at this high level in a field that has been dominated by white males. Well, oh, God. okay, so, so who in the governor's staff then, Madam Secretary, is, uh, is, is, is treating you in a disrespectful way? I mean, this was an insinuation of racism that she would not back up. Yeah. Uh, and the the purpose of that was, you know, plainly to to distract people from the real issue and and change uh, and change the subject and deflect responsibility. Don't look here. Don't look here. I'm a I'm an oppressed black woman. I can't yeah, well, I can't be held responsible for these, right for these white Greek that, guys that are running a racket here. 
Yeah, well, politically, she's absolutely right in thinking that, that as a political matter, they can't fire me because I'm black. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying the whole, the whole thing is and, – and, and what did Lamont know about this? Is, is he taking the fifth on this, or what did, what did Lamont know, and when did he know? Well, he, he claims you know, not to have known uh, anything uh, until the uh, – I guess Kevin Rennie's column in The Current came out about uh, uh, the, uh, <clears throat> the hiring by the chief state's attorney of the OPM deputy's uh, daughter – uh, but uh, as to the contract steering, uh, it's pretty plain that uh, uh, the uh, governor's uh, deputies, the chief operating officer, Josh Cabell, and uh, the attorney general, uh, William Tong, uh, knew something about the contract steering because there were complaints uh, uh, received at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the contract steering business still has to be... Uh, uh, investigated more, and the FBI is uh, investigating it. Wow. Presumably, it's before a federal grand jury. But uh, uh, I, look, I, I, I think it's just as outrageous that the OPM secretary is uh, is saying, "Oh, they're just doing this to me because you know they're yeah. racist." I mean, that's, yeah, that's ridiculous. That's pathetic. Pathetic and ridiculous. Well, all right, Chris. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the sex and pizza talk and the. Um, <laughs> Don't 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 tread on me because I'm a black woman. Uh, story. Thank you. Um, no anchovies, Will. No anchovies. Uh, unbelievable. Chris, thanks so much. Chris Chris Powell, former managing editor of McGuire. Appreciate it very much. Thank you. So long. Thank you. All right, going to take a break. Uh, I don't have a lot of time for calls to come back. Well, certainly the other ha- other half of the show will will have uh, calls the rest of the time. Eight hundred nine six six nine eight four two eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. We'll be right back. This is the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right. Welcome back. Well, 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 let's see here. We have uh, we have something we're going to do here in, the, uh, in a moment. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, we have some um, tickets to give away. And we like to uh, like to do that every so often. You've heard uh, you heard advertised the uh, the uh, home shows going a seven fourth annual home show. The Builders and Remodelers Association of Central Connecticut. Hartford County, the big sponsor of the Holiday Store, Salvation Army. We have uh, a four-pack of tickets to uh, to give away. And if you go on um, March 4th, uh, which will be, uh, I guess, a Friday, uh, from 4 to 6 at the Connecticut Convention Center, uh, morning host Brian Shackman will be there. And uh, and you can get a chance to hel- uh, say hello to um, to Brian. So here's what we're gonna do uh, on on this on this number. Uh, if we let's see if we have it open eight six zero five two two nine eight four two eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. The third caller is going to get uh, the tickets for the seventh seventy fourth annual home show. And uh, we hope that you'll enjoy those. So uh, call in now if you can, if it's not busy, 860-522-9842. Let's take a call. In the meantime, let's go to uh, Joe. Third third caller. We'll get the tickets, uh, Matt. Let's go to Joe and Chester. Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, uh, Pastor Will. Um, 
I'm really, really incensed by AOC's comments about Tucker Carlson uh, the other night. Oh, sure. I didn't didn't hear. Sure, please. Yeah, well, she said he was libelous, and she's calling him all kinds of names like donkey and and, uh, rear end and everything in Spanish. And uh, I just want to say something about this. I know nobody likes criticism. I know we're living in an age of narcissism. Mm. But if you can't stand the heat, you got to get out of the kitchen. I, Pastor Will, I can say this briefly. I've written for Barron's Forbes Fortune. I wrote ads for Johnson & Johnson, Aetna, the Hartford. I wrote a book called Anne Among Us. It was about miscarriage from a father's perspective. Yeah. I got a scoriating review by somebody that it wasn't written from a woman's perspective. It's the only book out there that I know of written from a man's perspective about miscarriage. And I got, you know, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. <laughs> Chevy Chase never got good reviews. Barry yeah. Manilow got trashed. Yeah. But then he came out with that album, Paradise Cafe, to show what his jazz chops were like. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, if the cream rises to the top. You know, Babe Ruth struck out 1,300 times, but he also hit 700 home runs. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my mother used to say, when two people think alike, you don't need one of them. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. nowadays, uh, you know, Sticks and stones will break our bones, but words will cause stage four cancer. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, AOC, if she can dish it out, yeah. she's got to take it. And, but you know, a lot, of people, on the left, a lot of people on the left, Pastor Will, can take it. I mean, it, to, uh, just like the right, just like you can take it. If, you, if you're going to enter into the public arena, right. you can't go in there water for glass. You have to be willing <laughs> to take it. You know, seriously, it, it really offends me that she does that because we, any of us who have been in the public square, we've had to sit and read our bad reviews yeah. and everything. And, you know, <laughs> it's not the end of the day. You know, it's like. Well, again, I don't, it doesn't offend me that she's like that because she's, she's more child than she is adult. She's yeah. like a, she's a, she's like a, she's a petulant teenager. I mean, I don't, I don't, uh, nothing hardly that AOC can say would offend me because I don't take her seriously. This isn't a serious person. This is just somehow she got propped up and she got put in that position. And for whatever reason, she's young, she's attractive, she's Latina. I don't know what the reasons are, but for whatever reason, her district voted her in. And I don't think she's going to be there for a long time. I'll be honest with you. Here's a big but, though, Tucker, uh, about this thing with Tucker. Yeah. Read the comments that came in after her Twitter. There was at least hundreds of thousands that want to silence speech from yeah, Tucker well, Carlson. Sure, now, if that's, he... <laughs> that's a sign of a weak person. Of you course it is. When you, when you get calls from the left a lot and you're ready to hit the ball back over the net, yeah. if you're not ready to have a dialogue and just just play it out, then yeah. you're a very weak person. Yeah. You know? I mean, you ought to be able to defend your position, make make an yeah. argument, right? And if you can't, then then maybe you should be quiet. I don't, I don't know how else, how else to say it. Joe, your calls are always so entertaining and intriguing. I appreciate it very much. Thank you, sir. Let's go to uh, 800-966-9842, 9842 Do we have a winner? John in Farmington uh, won our ticket giveaway to the 74th Annual Home Show. In the Connecticut Convention Center, so that's good. Thank you so much for uh, for calling, and I know you'll enjoy it. Um, they asked Brian to go. They didn't ask me to go. What the heck, Matt? 
Brian's going to be at the home show for four to six. I could have gone. I would have drawn a crowd. <laughs> if I had gone. They didn't ask me to go. Oh, okay. All right. We'll leave it alone. Uh, let's go to the beautiful community. Oh, I have something to say about Wallingford, too. So, Mike, I'm, I'm glad you're calling in. Um, thank you. Um, what's on your mind? Hey, thanks for taking my call. And, and great show, Pastor Will. Thank you. Um, thank you. Hey, I, I just, just, I'm kind of changing gears a little bit. But okay. I'm a t- and I know you, you're not involved with the, the news division, but yeah. Uh, yeah. this kind of caught my ear. I was walking through the, the kitchen, yeah. and I heard um, they were giving, you know, the COVID report, the hospitalizations mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, I thought I heard, I heard him say that, and oh. out of the however yeah. many in the hospital, <laughs> 46%. Not fully vaccinated, yeah. and I'm yeah. like, well, you know the way he framed it. Why? Well, yeah. that means 54 percent are fully vaccinated. vaccinated. Right, right, right. So I don't know. It just kind of caught my ear, and I'm, well, wait, like, wait to hear the latest news. Latest news: There's a new variant out there, three times as contagious as the Omicron variant. It's an Omicron variant, of course. And, oh, okay. Uh, All right. You well, know, now let's let's bank. Here's I'm willing to bank. I'm banking people that have have gotten. Uh, COVID have natural immunity against the variants, so you're not going to see the wildfire spread that you saw. That's just me. That's just my my uh, hypothesis. I don't know. No, I, I think that. Let me right say something about Wallingford while I got you, Mike. Now, you know, sure. a lot of communities, a lot of communities are um, are are dropping mask mandates uh, for school. Cheshire's gone to a, a, an optional. Parents decide. About a dozen communities have made decision. Wallingford is going to make the decision. Apparently, they've had some closed door meeting about it. And uh, and, and I and what I'm hearing is they're going to drop the mandate or at least make it an optional thing. So I want to I want to congratulate the uh, the uh, chairman of the board of education in uh, Wallingford, uh, Miss Tammy Rascio. And I, I feel yeah. like it's a great move. And uh, I want to encourage you guys to email her and 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 thank her for for leading this. Uh, it's it, the email address is t t is in Tammy Tammy R A C C I O at yeah. WallingfordSchools.org. So it's t as in Tammy T R A C C I O at WallingfordSchools.org. Please email her today and say thank you for uh, protect, uh, helping our kids get back to normal and. Stop damaging the young kids. But um, but I'm glad. I want to take this opportunity, Mike, because you're calling from Wallingford, and we love Wallingford so much. Thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, we'll be setting up for the Between Rounds Bagel, last call of the day. By the way, we're still looking for, if you have a small business out there, you'd like good exposure, good recognition, we're still looking for a first call of the day sponsor. That'd be Monday through Friday, just like Between Rounds. And uh, you, you certainly can call the station. Somebody in sales will hook you up. The first call of the day is what we're looking for for a sponsor for that position as well. Let's go to Stratford and Jerry. Jerry, welcome to the show. Hi, Pastor Will. It's been a long time. Glad to hear you on the radio. Thank you. You know, one of the things that strikes me is is just, I don't mean this as an insult to you in your profession and your calling, I should say, in your ministry, but is the complete absence of religious and moral leadership in this, you know, our society is circling the drain. There's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we have DAs that, are, that aren't soft on crime, they're pro-criminal. Yeah. We have, yeah. you know, like we, you brought up AOC. She made up all these tales about 
being assaulted and their office attacked are complete lies. And yeah. no one's come out and said, thou shalt not bear false witness against their neighbor. Well, some in, are, in my some own, are, Jerry, but it just uh, you're not you hear you don't hear it enough that it makes a difference. Like everything, you don't hear enough from the you know a biblical worldview. You don't hear that enough that it makes a difference because there's so many other voices screaming in the other direction. Well, there, well, I, I don't like. For example, the the Pope has a very big microphone. Yeah, and I know well, he thinks that using coal is is inherently evil. Yeah. But yeah. I can't think of the last time I, I heard him talk about heaven and hell and death and judgment. Yeah. It's just not in his lexicon. No, because they don't. He doesn't really believe it because he's a he's a liberation theologist. Uh, yes, a Jesuit. Yes, I'm. I'm, I'm well so aware of that. Um, yeah, it's a little bit of a problem when you have the leader of the largest religious organization on the planet who doesn't believe in what the Bible teaches. That's there's a little bit of plant problem there, I would think. But well, you know, well, I can't see it from my it, house. There's there's two songs that, that kind of stick in my head. One is in the Catholic hymnal and one is in the Protestant. The Catholic one is called Faith of Our Fathers, and the Protestant one is Give us, give Me That Old Time Religion. And, and they both <laughs> thematically are the same, yeah. that the faith that our parents handed down to us yeah. is something to be cherished. And, it had, yeah. and what, what's coming out of Rome is, no, the, the way your parents and your grandparents and your great-grandparents and your great-great-grandparents, the way they worshipped, is deficient. There's something wrong with it, yeah. and it has to be replaced. Uh, and you know, we need new commandments. We got to do away with "Thou shalt not steal" yeah. and replace it with "Thou shalt not consume coal" or something like that. But, but again, just, when you get a when you get a situation where where your theology is more concerned with social, political, economic equity, equality, marginalized community. When that's what, if that's what you think the focus of the gospel is, as opposed to sharing the message of the good news of Christ so that people can be forgiven and not get, die and go to hell forever, you're going to come up with a weird theology. When you have the leader of the largest organization, religious organization on the planet Earth who believes that, who has trained that, then you know what, what, do you, what can you expect will come out of that? There, well, a, a, you're absolutely right, and there was an author by the name of Malachi Martin. He was largely not a fiction writer, but he wrote a work of nonfiction called The Jesuits, and he himself was a Jesuit. Mm -hmm. And the upshot of his book was about 40 or so years ago, the Jesuit order ceased being disciples of Jesus Christ and instead became disciples of Karl Marx. And oh. when you look at the, what's going on today from that perspective, it all makes sense. It's not good, yeah. but at least it, it's it. So he laid the groundwork for what you're saying that yeah. that, and he gave a whole bunch of examples where this transition was taking place. So it's, you know, he, he documented what he was talking about. So, but anyway, when we look at, you know, people getting pushed in front of subways and children being punched and shootings yeah. and carjackings yeah. and, yeah. and and police being, I'm mean, sure there's no religious leader who wants cops to be shot. No. No, but when's no, the last no, time you heard Timothy Cardinal Dolan thunder from the pulpit? You know. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't ever hear him. So uh, you know, I'm not Catholic, so I don't know. You know, I can't, I can't speak to that because I only know what's what I what I'm exposed to, and I'm not really exposed to. It. The only time I hear Cardinal Dolan is when he's on Fox and Friends. So well, uh, you know, there's, a, there's a lot of of flock that feels abandoned. Right. 
Yeah. Like, is that yeah. I can well, tell you. Well, listen, listen. I I've said this for years, Jerry, and I'm going to have to let you go. When, when if you want an, an explanation or you want a, a point of focus to blame for why the world's so screwed up and how, why our culture in particular is so messed up, blame the church. Because pastors have been more concerned about not making waves over the years than they have about talking what the scripture says. And as long as that's going to be the, 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 the priority of the day, this is the kind of stuff you're going to get. And, and the church is in decline. It's a, it's a very sad thing. I don't think there's any coming back away from it. Jerry, thank you for your call. All right, we're going to take a break now. <clears throat> I just want a lot of friends with that little speech. <laughs> um, we're going to take a break now. And we're going to come back and set up for the Between Rounds Bagel, last call of the day. And uh, if you're last call day, you're going to get a delicious dozen bagels for six months from last round. I mean, between rounds. You can't, I mean, it's awesome. Can't beat it with anything. So we're going to take a break. Come back. We'll take your calls. 800-966-9842. 800-522-9842. Two Got two open phone lines. Let's see those lines fill up. And we'll come back and take care of the last call of the day. All right, welcome back, ten fifty five. Great show today, guys. Good calls. Appreciate your support. Remember, on my best day, I need your help, and you help by by calling. You help by listening, certainly. Help by calling, and you also help by sharing the the message of of the show with your your friends, your relatives, your associates, your neighbors. Ask them to tune in. Nine o'clock. You can listen. You know, obviously on radio, WTIC ten eighty AM. You can listen online, WTIC dot com. Or you can download, and I think this is a great a great uh, option for anybody, download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey app, and you can listen anywhere, anytime, from, from anywhere. You know, if you've got you've got phone working, you're, you can listen to the show. So we're going to start for the last caller of the day. Uh, Between Round Bagel sponsors this. They've got locations in Manchester, South Windsor, Vernon, and Tolland. And you'll win a dozen bagels every month for six months, courtesy between rounds. So that's pretty good. 800-966-9842-860-522-9842. Let's see. Uh, Let me go to uh, Paul in Plymouth. Hello, Paul. Hello. Uh, I believe in uh, intervention, spiritual intervention. That's why I'm on the air this morning. I disagree with the approach that the Catholic Church is Marxist, because that's just another code word for being communist. And I didn't say Marxist. Life. I didn't say I, Marxist. I'm not saying you. Okay. Can I comment on the general yeah, uh, statements that were made? But on what, is, what, is, your, what is the purpose of your call, Paul? What, is, what, we, what point do you want to make? I'd like to be able to speak about the Catholic Church. They are anti-abortion. They are anti-euthanasia. They stand for life. I that agree with that. That is what the Catholic Church is about. I agree it with that. It is not Marxist. Okay, if you think that one statement by the Pope makes the Church uh, Marxist, you're wrong. I think and you should look at the wrong. history of the Pope, and you should see the training he got when he was in South America, where the liberation theology, uh, theology was birthed. And I think you should read all of what he says, and I think you get a more complete picture of what the man believes. 
Well, I'm talking about the bishops in the United States of America. Okay, they go. Well, I was talking about the leader of the largest religious organization uh, on the planet Earth. Is what I said, and that's who I was talking about. Well, no, I'm not taking umbrage with you. It's a general uh, feeling that somehow, um, you know, it's this way or that way. Well, there's a lot of terminology thrown around, undeservedly. We have to take what the church represents. There are leaders. Our leaders are flawed. At least we admit it. In some professions, in some churches, they think they're gods. Mm. And when men elevate themselves over God, it usually doesn't end well, does it? (laughs) Well, I mean, to your credit, you you took my call, and I have criticized you deservedly. But your caller (laughs) from Milford, okay? When he said that you engage with liberals, okay, and, and, well, meaning you don't have to be a liberal, but if you disagree with the host, you should be able to have a decent conversation, and you should be able to have a debate about social issues. We have the issue of euthanasia coming up before our lawmakers in well, this state. Well, I'm going to invite you like to call to back, you. Paul. I'm going to invite you to call back tomorrow because, unbelievably, I am out of time. I didn't think our call would the last this long. The between the rounds? I'm are com- the winner of the between you, the rounds? You are the, you are the oh last God, caller the of the day. And, and it, Matt, please. It pains me. I'm going to put you on hold. Matt's going to take your information. <laughs> thank, thank you, Paul. Oh, Paul, call back. I just hung up on you by mistake. Paul, call back. Matt, call Paul. <laughs> Get his number. Hey, guys, we're out of time. Thanks so much. God bless you. Love you. See you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.